Hey everyone, this is Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology, and today we're going to take a look at this first quarter moon that's coming through over the weekend, which is happening right around a conjunction with the planet Uranus, and just as Mercury is also coming into a trine with Uranus, so it is a pretty Uranian weekend, uh, and I figured we should take a look at this and give you a sense of what to expect, and also we're going to relate this back to the new moon and some of the signatures around the new moon, which should help us to um, sort of decode this uh, this set of transits over the weekend. So that is what we are up to today here at the close of the week. Uh, before we get into it, as always, don't forget to like and subscribe, share your comments, and click on the notification bell for updates if you want to know when I go live or what my latest talk drops. You can also find transcripts of any of my daily talks on my website, which is nightlightastrology.com. All right. Um, let's go ahead and I'm going to put the real-time clock up so that we can take a look at this. So... And here's my little handy drawing tool. All right, so you can see this is January 28th, Saturday, that the new moon is coming through right around the north node of the moon, too. I'm going by the mean node measurement, but you can see that the first quarter moon happens right on top of the north node at 8 degrees, the sun at 8 degrees Aquarius. And then immediately the moon goes into a conjunction with Uranus. This is interesting, given the fact that at this first quarter moon, Mercury is also going from Capricorn into a trine with Uranus and Taurus. That will perfect on the 28th into the 29th. So between the 28th and 29th, we have a first quarter moon with the North Node hitting Uranus as a trine to Uranus is also coming from Capricorn. So that's the sequence that I wanna take a look at. Now, in order to do that, let's go back to the new moon a week ago. This was last Saturday, January 21st, that we had a new moon in the sign of Aquarius with Venus conjoining Saturn. Talked a little bit last week about this as being a big cycle for Venus because the outset of the cycle is what tones the entire cycle ahead. So we look at what's happening at the new moon to get a feel for what the nature of the seed is that's being planted that will develop, gestate, and express itself uh, throughout the entire cycle to come. So we talked about different Venus-Saturn themes, Venus-Saturn being the perfect ideal. Can you reach it? Do you have to make peace with the fact that nothing is ever perfect? Um, is there something about finding peace in the ugliness or the flaw? These kinds of details are, um, you know, all related back to the Venus-Saturn conjunction at the beginning of the cycle. Well, here, let's go forward again. Let's take a look at this first quarter moon. So the first quarter moon comes through and notice what's happening. We have a, a huge Uranian signature right around the first quarter moon. Now, what is the first quarter moon? First quarter moon is a, um, aspectually is a 90 degree angle being made between the sun and the moon with the sun in the superior position. What this means broadly speaking is that the ideal set forth by the cycle uh, the ideal being related back to the sun and the seeding moment at the beginning of the cycle between the sun and the moon is now reaching a critical juncture where something in the environment is sort of grinding up against the original seeding intention or images that were there at the start of the cycle. Let's just say that Venus Saturn at the beginning of the cycle represented some kind of ideal. Do, can we reach that ideal? What do we have? What do we have to do or what do we need in order to reach that ideal? 
Is there a perfectionism at work here that is undermining our ability to accept and, and just embrace something the way that it is? Or is there something we can do? Is there something more we can do to get closer to some kind of ideal? Maybe that's artistic or in love or at work or in your in your own character development or even in your, you know, your body at the at the gym or something. Any kind of ideal whatsoever. And I'm just thinking about all the different things that go on in my life as well as the life of my clients. This this kind of cycle could really reach into any area of life and present either an unreachable standard or a standard that we are learning how to get closer to somehow. Those are the two things that I'm really connecting with. Uh, I'm really connecting to Venus and Saturn at the opening of the cycle. Well, now we have a first quarter moon where there is like a testing moment. The moon represents the, let's say, the environment in which uh, things are happening and gestating and appearing. Well, you have an exalted moon and you have it conjoined with Uranus and the North Node as Mercury is trining um, Uranus as well. So you get the feeling that this is a kind of breakthrough moment. Now, let's just say that this is a breakthrough that is helping us in terms of getting us closer to an ideal that we're trying to reach. Now, remember, this ideal doesn't have to be like the ideal of a lifetime. We're perhaps talking about nothing more than an ideal that we're trying to get closer to in terms of, you know, short-term goals and very common basic areas of life, trying to become a little bit better parenting, or we're trying to do a little bit um, better while, you know, you're studying astrology, you're trying to grasp what you're studying a little bit more, or you're trying to uh, get a little bit more, um, you know, patient with your daily meditation, like it really could be anything. But what the point is that if you're striving towards some kind of ideal, uh, and then the one very positive thing that this first quarter moon could represent is with a Mercury Uranus trine and a first quarter moon happening around Uranus with the moon exalted and the north node, which tends to amplify and bring uh, an increase in good fortune for an exalted moon. You're thinking of fortunate circumstances, uh, breakthroughs, pivotal moments that provide support for the original seeding idea or intention. So in other words, you may find that you are receiving the support you need to get closer to an ideal that you're aiming for. And this would be like a, a really, you know, a nice sort of optimistic interpretation of this first quarter moon. Now, let's say that the reverse was true. And at the start of this cycle that you had some kind of unobtainable expectation or ideal or an attachment to something that was actually, un, you know, it's un unhealthy on some level. This could be a moment where you are realizing that the perfect thing is unobtainable and certain twists and turns are helping you to relax your expectations, soften your um, desires, and maybe make some adjustments that are more realistic. You go, you know what? I can I can get by if I just there's so much rigidity in what I'm what I'm shooting for here can I soften, relax, and let myself off the hook a little bit? You know, maybe there's something I'm still building or working toward, but can I just relax or ease the tension around uh, around the way I'm holding this, this hope or wish or ambition? So you could almost see the same exact signatures pointing towards a breakthrough in thinking or circumstance that softens uh, softens you and allows for a little bit more adaptability or, or flexibility so that, you know, you're, you're working toward things, but with a little bit more ease and a little less perfectionism. So I could see this as being a breakthrough if needed for, for the perfectionists out there. And I could see this also being the help 
or breakthrough that is needed to get closer to an ideal that's um, totally obtainable. We're just, we just need a little help and this first quarter moon might be providing it. So I think those are two really basic ways that you could interpret uh, this first quarter moon. Now let's just take it in a vacuum a little bit more. Um, what can we say about you know Mercury trine Uranus? Just generally speaking, regardless of how we tie it into the overall lunation cycle and the themes that I'm kind of playing with here. Well, Mercury and um, Mercury and Uranus trine to one another very simply can represent breakthroughs in thinking, aha moments, light bulb moments strokes of genius. Uh, they can represent practical and innovative solutions to problems. Mercury trine Uranus can be witty and quick and fast and adaptable and genius. Mercury trine Uranus can be about um, amazing uh, athletic achievements or accomplishments, amazing feats of mind, wit, intelligence, speed, dexterity. Uh, but also, like, don't be surprised, when you see Mercury trine Uranus, it's like, you know, unexpected um, breakthroughs of, of mind or anything Mercury related, which could, for example, have something to do with games or sports or athletics. Those are things Mercury was traditionally associated with. I wouldn't be surprised with Mercury trine Uranus, for example, if, you know, like for me, for someone who's currently like, I'd say one of my biggest passions and hobbies in the past year and a half or so has become um, weightlifting and, and um, getting more into it as a hobby and a sport. Um, you could hit a PR, you know, you could, you could have your personal, a personal best day at the gym with Mercury trying Uranus. It can be very earthy too. Like you can come up with an idea for how you want to design your garden, you know, and it's like, oh my God, it's, it's so exciting. So something that captures your imagination, sort of sudden and quick and unexpected, but you can do something practical with it and you can achieve something and it, and it usually will come and, and that what feels like that little lightning bolt that's hitting you. So Mercury Uranus is a great transit to be, um, visiting us over the weekend. The earthy signature is really about molding, shaping, making things, doing things. Uh, it's very action oriented, but it's also about, it's moldable. It's like the adaptable nature of earth. Like think of clay and how it can be formed or shaped. Um, there's impressions in the mind that want to translate into shaping and molding things and, and changing things physically. Uh, those are all wonderful signatures of this transit overall. Um, the other, I would say the other major thing to watch for here with the uh, first quarter moon in Taurus is the continued theme of development and growth around, you know, around um, physical Venusian things. So breakthroughs around love, sex, body, sensuality, um, there being a more uh, an emphasis on the ideal and in, in, in the cycle with the Aquarian sun, but also the first quarter suggests that we want to see that ideal implemented in the body, in, in physical 3D reality, sensual reality. So um, yeah, I think that is uh, one of the most exciting parts of this, uh, this transit is the, the, the way that it seems like energies, the, the astrological, the astrological symbolism points toward things that want to be shaped and molded somehow. Um, and so that's that's the way that I would look at it over the weekend. Um, let's see here. It's going to be interesting because next week we are also running into uh, the sun right before the full moon uh, around Friday in February 3rd into Saturday. So next weekend, the sun will square Uranus. And so the, the theme of Uranus and Taurus throughout this entire lunation cycle is really strong. Uh, when we get to the full moon, for example, the full moon will be in a T-square with the sun and Uranus. 
So it's it's like a super Uranus and Taurus themed um, lunar cycle. Um, and of course, remember Venus, uh, the host of Taurus, is exalted right now in uh, Pisces as well. So Venus is a very powerful planet in the sky throughout this lunation cycle. Anyway, it will be really interesting to hear your stories. Uh, we did a grabbed episode this week. I hope that um, you guys will take a moment to add to our archives. If you have a story about the transits this weekend or any transit we've been talking about this week, the exaltation of Venus, for example, in your chart, use the hashtag grabbed and then share your story with us or send us an email. Grabbed at nightlightastrology.com is the email address. Um, the planets were called grahas or grabbers, which means that sometimes they show up and they seize our lives and our consciousness. And the point of doing astrology is so that we can reflect upon them and live a more conscious and participatory relationship with the archetypes. Um, and so, and also to laugh and um, enjoy the presence of these, uh, you know, these gods in our midst. So anyway, if you ever want to share a story, use the hashtag grabbed uh, or email grabbed at nightlightastrology.com. Make sure you tell us which transit you're talking about. Keep the story concise and um, don't go into too much astro speak. Just tell the story uh, of how the planets showed up and how you saw the symbolism playing out. We love those. I hope you guys enjoyed our episode this week. I hope you guys will have a fantastic weekend and we will see you again on Monday. Take it easy, everyone. Bye.